right, you guys, podcast time. We got the equipment and the perfect business plan. Give our show away for free and tell no one how to find it. Ready? This is the Louisiana Saturday Night Podcast, and this is Robert and April. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast. If you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot. Leave now. Run to your safe space. Get your little cloth for your tears. All the opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and his guest and do not reflect the opinions of any local or government agency. Welcome to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, the Ice Man. We have a guest. We'll introduce him in a second. Let me get the housekeeping out the way. Uh, let's get the Patreons done first. For our crew members, of course, we got to appreciate y'all. We have our trucker friend, Mr. Hoppy Hopperson, who is a crew mom- member. We have Christopher DeMars. We have Z Palmer. We have Miss Lauren Stimson. Roy S. Roy Spaulding. Not Roy P. We have our favorite girl from down under, JoJo. Still waiting for the uh, pictures with the her or the arm around a kangaroo. We have Kaylee Norris, Natasha A., our girl from upstate Washington, and our OG Patreon member, Melissa H. If anybody wants a good cigar, you can send them as Christmas presents, too. Go to MyPatriotCigar.com, MyPatriotCigar.com. Put in your promo code MOTORCOP15. You'll get 15% off your entire order. If you order $100 or more, you also get free shipping uh, to make good uh, Christmas presents, too, for that man in your life. And uh, the United uh, small businessman, uh, a patriot. So uh, if you want a cigar, good cigar, go over there and order some and use that uh, promo code MURDERCOP15. Also, uh, go like and subscribe, five stars. On Apple, I'll shout it out, and you can review the Facebook page also. And uh, share it with your friends and your frenemies and all that other good stuff. Uh, but we're going to introduce our guest, or my guest today, which uh, we have the host and uh, two hosts from uh, Louisiana Saturday Night Live podcast, uh, Robert April. Robert is a veteran, and this is our Veterans Day spectacular so i figured i'd have a veteran on and uh he considers himself like captain america i think he walks around with a shield on i think he even wears a captain america underwear so let's introduce uh robert and april y'all there hey what's going on everybody <laughs> hey i'm here and he does wear i can confirm he does wear the captain america underwear. i'm captain america if captain america was a hundred million times more awesome because they gave the super soldier serum to an army guy because it's the army. You don't have to give that to Marines. We're already Captain America. <laughs> just saying. And Marines just and had a birthday. For a birthday yesterday. Hurrah. Super five. 247 years old, Marine Corps. That's right. I sent uh, Robert a little meme thing. <laughs> I think he liked it much, but it was kind of funny. It's not very politically correct. Yeah, well, it was totally politically correct nowadays for the woke crowd. (laughs) The woke core. Uh, So if y'all don't know, uh, well, if y'all haven't figured it out yet, Robert uh, was a Marine. Well, once you're a Marine, always a Marine. But he did uh, serve overseas. And uh, for anybody that don't know, he cleared an embassy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, First Battalion, Fourth Marines. It was the Fifteenth Marine Expeditionary Unit. It was the uh, Westpac of 1994. Um, you can look it up if you don't believe me. It's in the history books. Where we are actually in the history books, the lexicon of American history. You know, you're getting old when you're in a history book. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was actually. It was Somalia. It was the. Uh, the uh, regional embassy office in Somalia, we relocated it to um, Kenya and evacuate because things were getting kind of crazy down there. It was after uh, the Black Hawk Down stuff. Did y'all have to, like, use blocks and big 18-wheelers to, like, get up underneath the embassy to relocate it? 
Well, we left the building. We just took the people and all the uh, sensitive uh, computer information. Anything they didn't burn or destroy, we took with us. Okay, so it wasn't like when, like when you see a house moving down the road, right, and people sitting on top of it, like putting a power line <laughs> Yeah, you just take the CH fifty fifty sixes and you attach a line, and you just pick it up with the helicopters on each corner, <laughs> and you just carry it over to uh, Kenya. That's why y'all are in the history books. Right, right. That would only been person a- to ever pick up a building with some helicopters. That would have been a sight. <laughs> now we just uh, moved the people out of there. And if anybody don't know out there, you know my my well, my dad uh, fought in Vietnam. My grandpa was a. Uh, World War II veteran, and also he fought in the Korean War. Also, my grandpa was a uh, retired as a master sergeant out of the Marine Corps. He was a besides fighting the Japanese, he was also a drill instructor on Paris Island. And I can tell you what, he was one tough son of a bitch. Ornery son of a bitch, I bet you. <laughs> yes, he was actually a POW during World War II. He got captured by the Japanese. Spent a couple of years in a Japanese. Uh, prison camp and uh towards the end of his life he uh, actually told us some of the stuff that he went through which was very uh uh not nice put it that way oh i can imagine the japanese were notoriously cruel to pow's but he did survive and uh got to come home and i'm glad he did or i wouldn't be here so <laughs> Yeah, that generation was fucking, they were hardcore. You know, my grandfather was in Korea, and he was in the Air Force. But even so, the man got two bronze stars, you know, with these uh, with uh, valor uh, attachments on his bronze stars. So he never did talk about it. Um, I just know about it because I had him a shadow box made. And so I wrote, wrote off and got all his awards from the, um, the uh, Pentagon or the out in Kansas City where they keep your records. And so that's how he, he never talked about it. That's the only reason why I found out that he even had those uh those awards for valor. But he he never did talk about what what they were for. But you know, that's and he was in the Air Force. It's not like he was a grunt running around Korea. So I can just imagine what he was going through or what he did over there in Korea to get two bronze stars. Oh there's a tell uh, that's one thing uh the true uh, military people, especially way back then, they didn't talk about it. My dad never would never talk about it, just stuff in Vietnam. Because he died, yeah. he never talked about it. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't the understanding of uh, of what the stresses of combat do to you, like there is now. Now there's all kinds of resources for veterans when they come back, as far as understanding this, what the effects that it has on your your mental faculties. Back then, it was, you know, they didn't really know what that was. I think they called it, um, like now, you know, we know. They got it. They got it. Shell shock. Yeah. Shell shock. Yeah. You know, and then it's, they just didn't understand it the way they do now. So those things have gotten better. Even the guys coming back from Vietnam didn't have, you know, my uncle was in Vietnam. He was in, uh, I don't think it was the 82nd or the 101st. Either it was airborne, either one. But I mean, you know, those guys really had it rough because not only did they they didn't have the, the support on the medical side, but they didn't even have the support of the, the people back home when they did come home. So, I mean, he he's and you, he's like what you alluded to. He doesn't talk about it that much at all. Um, he's never really talked about, it, you know, not not to me and certainly not to his son. But, you know, I just in Vietnam, they saw some pretty gruesome shit. Yeah, I can't I- even imagine. I do remember my, my dad talked about it because it wasn't well. It was during Vietnam, but I guess he got a a pass for a few days or something. Well, he decided to go sightseeing on, on a moped. I guess that <laughs> well around Vietnam. Well, in the area wherever he got to go on, I guess leave at or whatever. I guess it wasn't too violent at that part, or whatever at the time. But he ended up, he got he got locked up in, like, a monkey cage. He got arrested. They put him in a monkey cage. He was in there for, they, they were actually getting ready. They were actually listed him as AWOL because he didn't show back up. But he was locked up in a monkey cage. He got arrested because he accidentally ran into an elephant on the moped. 
leave it to a Marine to run into an, <laughs> on a moped while he's on leave. And so they arrested him and put him in a monkey cage. Some, somebody, one of his other, uh, military buddies found him. He had to like pawn all his stereo equipment or whatever, or trade it off to get him out of the monkey to, to let them let him go. So yeah. they got locked up in a monkey cage. A lot of those uh, those countries over there in Southeast Asia are like that. You can uh, you can kill a family member, but as long as you make restitution as far as financially, like it's all good. Like, all right, I know you killed my dad, but you gave me three cows and an ox, so we're square. Yeah, and I'm sure so that elephant great. really felt that. It was like yeah. a, it was probably like a flea. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that elephant was like, what was that? Yeah, what, what was that on me? A little bug. So, <laughs> like, but yeah, they got to get paid, you know? That's, that's It's crazy how they are over there with that kind of stuff. Well, I do have, I still have my, my grandpa's, uh, his his sea chest from when he was in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Still hand-painted on the top lid. It's faded, of course, you know, with the Marine Corps emblem and his... Uh, rank and everything and i still have all his medals inside of it that he got he had several purple hearts and stuff like that and uh i have all his stuff i have uh some old money he brought back with him from japan and i mean just uh it's a whole lot of history in his chest yeah i've got this i don't have they didn't issue us uh foot lockers anymore when i got in but i do have a foot locker up in the um the attic with all my stuff in it as far as uh like uniforms and just things i picked up and i also have like a bag a crown roll bag that has just money from different countries that i've been to you know bills and coins and stuff it's weird how marines are kind of like the same as far <laughs> as like the shit they bring back and keep they even have a jar of sand from iwo jima which is like one of my most prized possessions he's got uh i still got magazines he brought back from that that time I've got some of those too. Like, I actually still use them. <laughs> it's like it's just just like I said, you open his chest up and uh I hope my kids whenever I when I'm gone they have as much respect for it as I do. I th- I think uh I think my son will, even though he don't speak to me, but he was real close to his grandpa, his mm-hmm. great grandpa. So I think he would uh have enough respect for it that they yeah, keep it they keep it in the family. Yeah, they will. I think that comes with uh, maturity. Like, I know when I was a teenager or younger, I didn't give a shit about that kind of stuff. But now as I've as I've gotten older, um, you know, if like I don't have any of my grandfather's original stuff from his service, but that, like that shadow box that I had made for him that I had given to him one Christmas, like that's, you know, that's very special to me. Um, so I can imagine once my, you know, my children get older and especially when I'm gone, like when I pass away, that's when it'll probably have more of a, um, you know, value to them when they start going through it. They're like, oh, look at dad when he was 20 something <laughs> standing in front of a Humvee, Humvee with an M16, you know, that kind of thing. And just like the different uniforms and yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll love it then. But right now, they could give a shit less yeah, they, about they it. Yeah, Because I tell people yeah. all the time, it's like, well, I've had the opportunity before, you know, in law enforcement since then. I got to talk to an old man. And, I mean, it was like on his 100th birthday, and he was at a nursing home. But he was a military veteran. from, from He was old. And uh, I, I could have sat down and talked to that man for days, you know, and listened to him. A lot of people don't want to, the younger generation don't want to be bothered with it. So if anybody young's listening on here and you got some older person sitting there telling you about the history that they went through, sit down and listen to it a little bit. Yeah, my dogs that, are going nuts. The Sorry dog, about that. the dog agrees with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like April um, has, and it's it's pretty cool. I wish I had it. Um, her grandfather. God damn these dogs! I swear to God, <laughs> fucking hate them sometimes. Um, oh, right when I get ready to talk, honey boy. <laughs> That's hilarious. D- Duke the dog uh, made some, uh, made some uh, appearances on some of my live streams before, like with his whole entire yeah, head. I want to bark and you get ready to talk. It's ridiculous. They've been sitting here quiet the whole time. 
but she has her grandfather's stuff. He was in World War II. He was um, a B-52 pilot. Uh, he was an officer in the um, Army Air Corps before it was the Air Force, you know. And uh, he was an instructor. He actually uh, taught other pilots how to fly the bombers. And so they have all his original everything, like his uh, DD-214, um, his um, promotion certificates, um, the pins that he wore on his, like he wore on his cap, like the officer insignia pin. I mean, it's just so cool, that kind of stuff that they have. Like, because you can't get that back, not that original issued stuff. Like, it's it's so cool that they have all that. And I wish I had some of that, but... He just, for whatever reason, you know, he didn't keep it or it got lost. But luckily, they have all that stuff, and it's cool. Like, I was looking through a lot of it because they didn't know what it was. And so I um, I was looking through it and telling them, oh, yeah, this is this and this is that. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, this is what this was. And so it, they didn't know what it was. So I was able to tell them what some of it was. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. It's neat when you can sit there and look at actually touch history sometimes. <clears throat> Hopefully, the younger generation oh, yeah. and starts. He, he, you know, he was at Roswell. He was, yeah. You know, where the UFOs crashed. And so we all. During that time. They always w- wondered if he was involved in that and knew about it because they, uh, April can talk more about it, but like he never, like he would get real hush about that kind of stuff when it came well, up. April. Yeah. And he had books on it. She, you know, she might be an alien. Life. Y'all might be. Right. <laughs> that's, hey, that that's, would explain a lot. You know. <laughs> That, that weird fascination comes in from me. That's why yeah, she's was, she's one of a kind. They might have spliced some DNA together. Yeah, because the the base commander at the time was Walker Air Force Base in Roswell, Roswell. But the uh, base commander was uh, uh, Marcel Jesse Marcel, and he's actually from Houma, Louisiana. Walker so Air her, Force Base, and that's her grandfather's last, last name, name yeah, which is a, weird too. Yeah, very strange connection. So there. Captain Walker. Was stationed at Walker Air, Air Force, Force Base, Base in Roswell in the 40s. With the aliens crashed. That's right. So we always wondered, like, if he knew anything about that, and of course, just serving in the war. You know, that that's that's pretty damn cool. Oh yeah, especially like World War II and all that stuff like that. War is still hell, but I think back then it was probably more hell because they didn't have near the technology as we have now. Yeah, I mean it's. It's it's it was more up close and personal, I would think, uh, than than the warfare that we practice now. It's yeah. it's much more killing from a distance. You know, Certainly. I can take my rifle and I can reach out and kill someone at over 500 meters. You know, that that's over five football fields. Whereas you know they're using a, a Garand back then, they maybe could have got 300 meters. You know, but they were attaching bayonets and. The Japanese were storming the lines, you know, yeah. get infiltrate. I mean, they were getting up ha- up close and personal, like hand to hand, which, you know, that's oh, I can't even imagine. I mean, Someone it's hard enough to someone's life, but doing it with your hands. You know, yeah, storming the beaches at Normandy. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't even imagine. No, well, even go back further to the Civil War, you can read accounts of that where they would fight during the daylight and then at night the, they would, like, right. eat with the other side. Like, that that's crazy. That was real close and personal. I just yeah. couldn't imagine getting shot with a musket ball, especially with the non-medical care they had back then. Yeah, yeah and you would think that – so that's what's weird about look, military um, rounds, right? You would think that they're designed to kill you, but they're not. Like the rounds that most militaries use, the rounds are not designed to kill a person. They're designed to wound or maim a person so that it takes more people to go and take Mm -hmm. care of the wounded person. So not only did I take out one person, but I really kind of took out two or three because – some, somebody's got to carry me now. Yeah. Got to carry a, a litter, a stretcher. Then a, a corpsman's got to come take care of me. More resources. Yeah. More money, so it's not about get. actually killing them as much as just uh, putting that burden on their uh, resources and their manpower. And a lot of people don't, don't think, understand that as far as warfare goes. Strategy. Yeah. The bullets don't really don't kill you like they do in the movies. No, they're not like, shooting hollow points and stuff. They're shooting yeah, basically, yeah, uh, you know. Ball it's just a full, and, a, a full metal jacket. It's yeah, a, full metal uh, jacket's going to 
go all the way through you. Yep. Just make a big hole and not kill you. Just slow you down. Make more people have to take care of you. Unless you get hit but, by a 50 cow. Then you'll have to take a couple people to pick yeah. up, well, pick up this part of you, this part of you. Use, I mean, you can use them as anti-personnel rounds, but, um, yeah, they, they will not cut you in half, but that's really for, uh, vehicles and things like that nature. But yeah, you can use them for people, but it's going to hurt for sure. That's going to be a hell of a round to get hit with. Uh, talking about, like I said, we on veterans day, uh, I worked with a guy, uh, still friends with him. I'm like, like I said, I don't say names. Uh, it's a guy I call Hondo. He, uh, he did two tours in Afghanistan. You uh, know, he was, uh, he was, no Robert Donnie, but he was an army guy. He ended up being, uh, they called him a top. So I guess that was a, a first sergeant or something like that, I believe. So it's different in the army, um, uh, a top, I believe in the army it's like a master sergeant or, or something like that like because they're they have sergeants first class we don't have that in the marine corps yeah. we have a first sergeant but and gunneries and staff sergeants but i think their staff sergeants a sergeant first class or a gunnery sergeant equivalent to ours that's first sergeant first sergeant there you go but he uh he did two tours uh first time he came back i said he he never really talked about stuff and he had some he had i know one very very close friend that uh got killed in combat over there and uh when he came back we were back at work and uh we were motors together we just tell a funny story about it it's funny but you'll see how people with you know the post-traumatic stress we he had been back for i don't know a couple months or whatever and uh we were out working we stopped at a, a mexican restaurant that's it's not there anymore, but it's a place we always used to stop to eat. And uh, we ate and we chilled out. You know, we had we used to sit in the back room. He used to take care of us. And uh, so we ate, when we were leaving out, uh, there's like five or six of us. And we were going to get on our motorcycle. Well, Hondo had uh, forgotten his portable radio, uh, his walkie-talkie for the civilian, sitting on the table. Well, uh, Jose that was working there, seeing that he forgot his radio and picked up his radio and come running out of the door with it. We were on our motorcycles cranking up, and uh, he come running out of the, the, the restaurant with the radio trying to, so he could give him his radio because we were about to leave. Well, he's running out the door with the radio above his head hollering, you know, for us to stop. Well, of course, Hondo, not being that, that far uh, just gotten out of the, you know, active combat in Afghanistan. Sees a brown guy running at him with a radio above of his head. device, yeah. It's used where he was at to detonate the bomb. Hondo jumped completely off of the motorcycle. The motorcycle hits the ground. He jumps back, and he's clearing leather. He's pulling his gun. And he didn't pull it all the way out when he realized what was going on, it took him a second. But, uh, yeah, he, he almost uh, shot Pablo. And uh, we, I, we, I, I I almost dropped my bike because I was about to piss on myself. I was laughing at him so bad, even though, you know, the whole situation sad because, I mean, you know, he flashed back to that. But if you would have been there and saw it, it was quite uh, – it was a funny situation. It wouldn't have been funny if the guy would have got shot, but he didn't get shot. Right. right but, so. but it's like you got to think, you know, you, you see some stuff on the news and stuff with these uh, ex-military vets. I mean, you don't know what they experienced over there in one little – even being law enforcement. You, know, you don't know what people have experienced in their life, and something like that can set you off, and next thing you know – you're re- you're just reacting to the situation, and it's not the same situation because you're back in civilized world or supposedly civilized yeah. world. So I went to Iraq in '05, and it was hard coming back for me to adjust to driving because over there, when you drive, 
you push everything out of your way, like literally. If someone doesn't get out of your way, you hit them with your vehicle and you push them out of the way. You still drive like that. If traffic, no, I don't. If traffic stopped on the, the lane you're traveling in, not a problem. I'll just jump in the wrong lane and make everyone move out my goddamn way. That's how you did it. And then no one can get real close to your vehicle or you can shoot them. So, you know, then everything's a danger. Like the dead animal on the side of the road, is that an IED? Those pile of rocks, is that an IED? Like that bush, is that an IED? So it's kind of, you know, when you get back here, it's like, okay, nothing's going to blow you up when you're driving down the interstate. At least it's not supposed to, you know, so you got to get out of that mindset. And it, it's, it takes a little while. Like I still don't like to sit with my back to a door you know, or I want to see the doors. I want to see the entrance, the entrances and the exits. I like to look at a room when I go in and plot how am I going to get out? Like where are the threats? Where could they come from? So that never goes away. And I mean, that's probably just cops in general. These fucking dogs. Yeah. I, swear to God. I think that's a law enforcement military thing also because I, was talking uh, one i'm gonna do another episode before long because i did a little short when i did it on you know because i'm getting close to retirement and stuff i think you are too but uh it's like after you retire how do you turn it off yeah i don't i don't know that you can especially so let's see i've been in law enforcement now for shit what since 1997 so that's 20 what, six years, 27 years, and then Marine Corps before that. So that whole thing is kind of just like instilled into you. It's like a part of your DNA now. So I don't know that I'll, that'll ever go away as far as um, – because it's weird because, like, I'll, you know, be driving somewhere, and I'll tell April, like, oh, that'd be a good place to, to take seat, you know, to, to hold up in because we can see these – yeah. These uh, people coming from the east and the west, and like we can, there's nothing behind us, so we could defend it. Like, who thinks like that? Strategy. You know, like plotting out, like if we have to hold up somewhere uh, and and protect it, like we're locked down in there, like we get under siege yeah. or you something. You always do that, yeah. But you know, normal people don't think like that, so I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> well, I think it's good and bad. The problem is, is I don't know if you have this problem. I know I have this problem where uh, I have a hard time enjoying myself in public situations where there's a lot of people. Not even like a crowd where I'm like too crowded in, just in public settings where there's a lot of people. It's almost like, you know, because there's so much I have, you have to watch. I mean, even though I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not in plain clothes i'm on my own time i'm not doing police stuff i shouldn't feel like i have to watch every single person and know every single thing every single thing that's going on around me so it's like yeah i'm always you're always on alert and uh it's like it's kind of hard to enjoy yourself completely like other people do in public situations like that for me yeah so like when we went to some of the other shoe games this year well, we went to what two Southern and Mississippi State. And it was Southern. It, Southern was Jay. I was out there. Was, it, yeah, it was a fun game, but at the same time, like I was over it pretty quick. Like, yeah, it was. Sure. It's just too many people. Um, I, I don't know. I just felt like there's people on top of me. I was crowded. I wasn't comfortable. It, you know, it just it's just too many fucking people. Like yeah. I'd rather be at home and watch it on the TV and not be crowded and not have people all over me. Uh, I, I'm okay. And, and if there's a group of people that I know, right. If it's like a group of friends, like at a party or a family member's house, I'm cool with that. But I don't know. I guess I just don't like strangers. Cause, Cause I'm always wanting to see their hands. Like I need, oh, that's the yeah. thing with me. Like I need to see their hands and I want to look at their face and look in their eyes and see what are your intentions? <laughs> are you coming in here to do bad shit? Mm -hmm. or are you just coming in here to really eat? Yeah. Let's figure <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, every now and then we and go. Like I said, that's tiring, right? Yeah. For your psyche, for your brain. Like you can't stay at that level a hundred percent of the time every day, 24 seven. Like you will, 
just be mentally exhausted. But, you know, as a police officer, when you go to work, you have to stay like that for 12 hours, you know? Yeah, I just talked about a story that'll be out on Saturday about that, so I won't mention it. But uh, last night I was, uh, y'all have to go listen to this one comes out Sunday night, but uh, you'll find out why. But uh, I made a traffic stop last night and on the interstate, and uh, I had I had two things I had to watch for. One I shouldn't have had to, but it's in Louisiana. But uh, so I was trying to watch a car and make sure something else didn't get me from the back. Y'all go listed. I'll tell Robert later, but it's, it's kind of funny. But no, it's like when I'm in public. Uh, we'll go. We, there's a, a little small bar every now and then. Me, Bam, some other friends and stuff will go to. They have karaoke. No, if I'll say again, I do not karaoke. I like to watch karaoke. And, uh, it depends. If I get enough drink in me, I, I like the karaoke. <laughs> but uh, we try to get there usually early because there's a corner booth they have in there that I like to sit at because it's in a bar and nothing can get behind me. And I'll sit there, and it's bad because by the end of the night, I've made up nicknames for probably the majority of people in the bar in my eyesight. And I can tell you who they were with if they're on a first date. If he's trying to get laid by, I mean, I've watched everybody so much. <laughs> it's like I, I we're notorious for that when we go out somewhere. We're just like, oh, that guy right. Oh yeah, he's he he's fuck. He don't get laid or that that mother right there. They crazy or look that bitch right there. She, uh-uh, she, I remember in Hawaii, we were so close to that table, and something went on with that guy. That guy fucked up some kind of way. Oh yeah, <laughs> like we could hear their whole like. Like it got to the point where they were like, you could. I was uncomfortable, right. sitting next to them, and they're uncomfortable. He wasn't getting laid. <laughs> yeah, like he did or said something because. Oh, it was. She bad. was not. Ha- it got to the point where they were not even talking or looking at each other. I was like, Jesus Christ! Because it that. wasn't overt. They weren't loud, but, right? But we were close enough to hear like them trying to discreetly. Like, I wanted argue. to get up and leave. Right. That's how uncomfortable it was. Right. Bam was will like, tell Jesus. me all the time. She'll see me. I guess I get a look on my face. Some she'll see me and she'll like stop listening to those people conversation. <laughs> and there'll be like a well, couple. T- I can't help it. I can't. I can't help myself. Yeah. I can't turn my hearing down. I hear what I hear. It's like yeah. you know. It's like so many people. They just uh, they pay no attention to what's going on around them. And I guess uh, being a cop and stuff, we pay more attention to what's going on around us, yes. which yeah. is extremely distracting, especially if you're at dinner with your wife and. You're trying to have a conversation, and she can tell that you're that you may be half listening to her, but you're also listening to the people behind you too at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know that feeling. <laughs> we're just super vigilant about every our surroundings. That's the problem, and you can't turn that off. <laughs> it's like, and I don't, you know, you just can't. You just like notice every little fucking thing, and it drives you crazy sometimes. But what well, can you do? You'll hear some of the craziest stuff. I was sitting at a table one time. I think it was at freaking McDonald's Burger King 100 years ago, it seems like. But I'm sitting there, and uh, they had some girls sitting behind us, and they were sitting there whispering with each other. Well, I, I guess they whispered louder. I was paying too close for attention. This one little girl was actually bragging how she had a train run on her at a party the night before. And it was taking uh, everything I could not to turn, not to turn around and look at her and say, you little slut, but I did. <laughs> hey, look, I mean, don't judge. I wasn't judging, but I kind of wanted to know what she looked like, too. <laughs> well, that's when you, you act like you drop something or, you know, you make that non just like, oh, stretch and turn your head and look and see what's going on. Like, bitch, ain't nobody ran no train on you, your ugly ass. Or Stop you just lying. go, you, you stretch and go, choo, choo. But... <laughs> high five congratulations it's like you did it i just put out a a meme on my other facebook page it says it was right before election it says if all it says if if all three of your children babe if if all your children have different baby daddy's names please don't vote because obviously you're not good at picking the right man or some shit like that that's not politically correct anymore. Can't do that. I am not politically correct at all. 
No, uh, really. And I got my little bracelet I had made for the podcast right here. It uh, says Motor Cop Chronicles on the front of it, on the back of it, and boss, it says, fuck your feelings. So, <laughs> you take that off when you go to work? I flip it over. <laughs> I turn it inside out where you can't see the, the writing on it. Yeah, I don't need that saying that, you know, kind of like the, some of the cops you see that have, you know, uh, you know, they put sayings on the ARs and stuff like that. It's like, don't do that. Yeah. I forget. There was one got in trouble with that when he killed somebody. It was like on the, um, the, the back plate. It was like smile for the flash or something like that. Yeah, so it said something. It's like God, just don't, don't, don't kill them all. Let God sort them out. <laughs> yeah, put that on yeah. your personal gun. Don't, don't bring it to work yeah. with you. You know exactly. That's why. That's why there's policies policies in place, and you can't do shit like that. That's why they give you a gun because <laughs> they don't want you putting shit on it like that. Yeah, like well, they. I don't know if somebody did or not, but I mean, I'm sure y'all have policies too. It's like. Do not change the trigger pull on your duty weapon. <laughs> oh, and we have one where you can't have double holsters. You know, like the old west. You can't have that two guns. Some, right. Somebody can't work like that. <laughs> and it happened where I used to work at. And that's why there's that policy in place now. Because they were like, you can't do that. And he's like, well, show me a policy where it says I can't. <laughs> And they couldn't. Fucking wider so, policy. Yeah, he was out there fucking spurs on. Ching, ching, ching. Now, this is way before I got there, but I mean, yeah, that's when they had old paddle guns. But yeah, you know. Fucking swivel he holsters. Like yeah, he showed up like that, and they're like, you can't do that. He's like, fuck, I can. <laughs> so now there's a policy. You can only have one gun on your gun belt. <laughs> When we when I first started law enforcement, a guy actually used to wear had had a swivel holster. Really? Oh yeah, so he carried old six shooter on a swivel holster. If y'all don't know what that is, uh, it's basically you have your gun belt and it's a the piece of leather comes down that's strapped to your gun belt, and the holster's on it, but it's got like a, a swivel on it. So when you're walking and stuff, your gun just flops around and shit like that's that. Like the old radio holders we used to have. You would you had the leather piece with the metal round thing on it, and you had to turn it a certain way to get the radio up and off. Oh yeah, yeah. With that, it's like a half moon kind of thing. Well, I still I don't know why I, you would want that for a holster, but I still wear my radio like that on swivel. I don't have to do that anymore. I don't work the road anymore, thank God. I still don't I, miss it. Yeah, sure. Well, three more years, buddy. <laughs> I mean, now I'm going to probably go to I'm 55, so that's six, six more years. No, three more years, I'll be 54. So I'm older than yeah, you, I mean, you little whippersnapper. 55, I think, is a good age to retire. Yeah, well, I'll only be a few months out of 55 until I turn 55. Yeah, I mean, you're not too old to still enjoy. Uh, April will still be working, but, you know, that's that's her <laughs> yeah. problem. Well, 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 Bam will still be working also, so. I'm gonna be a house husband. Somebody I'm said, cook and eat. "Somebody says, what you gonna do?" I said, uh, "Whatever I want to." I said, "I can guarantee you, I'll probably do a lot more podcasting." Uh, That's what I was thinking. I was like, "Fuck, I could do shit every day." Yeah, I can start podcasting a lot more often, and I won't have to use a filter. Right, and then I can yeah. say whatever the fuck yeah. I want about whoever yep. I want. Then, That's right. Yep. That's right. That's what makes it even great. And then I can talk about everything and everybody. Right. I might be like uh, another certain independent reporter and uh, start covering stuff. And then, uh, yeah, Chwala <laughs> or whatever. Karen, Karen, Chwala. Yeah. Then, then, you know, the police department say, I'm not, you're not a real news outlet. <laughs> even though she won a fucking, uh, the uh, Murrow award. Yeah, she don't, she don't want like three fucking awards, but you're not. Yeah news outlet right yeah i can talk about him because i don't work for him he's a terrible fucking police chief along with the mayor i don't work for they've ran that police department into the ground it's 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 sad people leaving left and right the people that are still there don't want to uh you know crime's going up because motherfuckers are scared to go out there and do their job because they don't want to get in trouble if they do have to do their job because they know that that chief and that department doesn't have their back if they do have to get out there and get in some shit. I mean, that's 
Who wants to work like that? You want to lose your retirement and put your family at risk because you try to do the right thing. And it was a couple, I think it was a couple months ago. They had that pursuit and, um, the guy crashed. And the first thing they say, the chief says when he gets on the news or his PIO, whatever you want to call it, is they're going to look into, to make sure the, um, the officer didn't do anything wrong in the pursuit. What? Yeah. I heard that. I was like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, (laughs) what about the fucking criminal? That called, kicked all this bullshit off. And they never even mentioned that. Yeah. I mean, all I had to do was stop. Looking to hang the cop out on something for doing his fucking job. So what that tells me, if I work there, oh, if I light somebody up and they take off, I just reach over and turn my shit off and I don't chase nobody. Yeah. That's what I would do if I worked there. Well, I made the comment on a, on a, I don't remember which episode it was back. I've done so many, uh, Recently, I said, uh, the problem is with like a big department like that. I said, uh, is the police have basically turned into no no negative stereotype here, but like firemen. Firemen sit at their station, they wait to get a call, and they respond to that call. Basically, the cops are sitting around under a tree or wherever they're sitting. They're waiting for the radio to come out and to give them a complaint to go take care of to write a report or handle that complaint, and that's it. Because if you go out and you, they're being reactionary instead of proactive. Because if you, when you're proactive, yep. you're going to piss people off and you're going to get in the shit. Trust me. Uh, well, that's also how you find criminals. That's how you find all these wanted felons. That's how you prevent uh, crime from happening. It's yeah, being proactive, proactive policing. But they don't want you to. They want you to sit back, and then they wonder why we have all these murders and shootings. Well, it's because the police ain't going in there and patrolling, because that's not you didn't want them to do that anymore. Nope. So this is the result of that. So, I mean, it's not going to change until you get a new mayor or a new chief. Yep. It's just going to stay the same. Yeah. Well, they might, because I don't know. It depends on when the election is, because I know. I think a lot of people are mad after this uh, last snafu about them trying to sneak in a fee, a tax as a fee, <laughs> and then lying Uh-oh. about how it was supposed to be done. I'm trying to blame it on the feds, and the feds were like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> we didn't say that. Thank you, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, how sneaky is that? That was very That's sneaky. Ridiculous. Well, what about, uh, we're not political on here, but I got to say it again, old John Kennedy whooped ass. Hmm. Yeah, he did. Uh, there was no one else to vote for. But did you I mean, see I'm how many people were on the ballot? Yeah, but I mean, like I said, there was no one else to vote <laughs> for. Uh, he, I voted for him, but only because there was no one else to vote for. He's not my favorite. I really, I don't know. It just seems like a gimmick to me, the way he is, the way he talks. It just doesn't seem sincere or genuine. It's like, I'm a good old boy, <laughs> just like y'all. Man, he's not. He's no, not even that at all. He went to Vanderbilt. He went to uh, a law school, I think, in Virginia and Oxford. Yeah, and he's from Mississippi. He was born in Mississippi. Centerville, and he actually graduated from Zachary High. So, I mean, yeah, he went to Zachary High, but he's he's not this good old country boy, yuck, 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 like he <laughs> pretends to be. He's not. It's a character he plays like any other social media character that people play. And it, it, he really, he's just, it's just, uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's better than Chambers or we're always smoking blunts and burning. But at least he's real. <laughs> you're right. That's who he really is, though. If you voted for Gary, you know that's who you're getting. Like, that's Gary. I, I'll give him props. I mean, he's who he is. And, but I just don't believe Kennedy's like that. I think he sits around when there's not a camera and he's got his sniffer and <laughs> brandy, brandy and he's like, Oh, what are, how are you today? And he's, you know, I just don't, I don't believe that persona that he plays. I just, All the crap again. I don't, I'm not buying it. Well, do you have a persona since you're a social media icon? Never. No, I mean, I, what you see is what you get. Uh, I guess if I, I should probably get, have a character I could play and, and wear a wig and change my face <laughs> and shit. And, and cook and stuff. Uh, well, I don't know that I would cook, but 
that way I could get away with a little bit more and say shit. But I think you, you know. should have a character and talk while you have a ball gag in your mouth. That would be kind of hard. <laughs> we'll call you the <laughs> you're the drooler. Hear, hear this the whole time. <laughs> no, no, anybody would want to hear that. It wouldn't so, make for a very good podcast. So, somebody, some people, trust me, people would probably. Yeah. People. I mean, maybe if it was OnlyFans and there was a visual aspect to it, you know. <laughs> with Roy maybe, with Roy P., I'm just, you got my only hands. <laughs> only hands. Yeah. If you ever watch my podcast, Roy, is, uh, Roy P. is obsessed with my hands. He takes pictures of my hands and I believe masturbates to them later at his house. <laughs> So, well, you know what he probably did. You know how you can go to the sex store and you can buy the mold of pussy. Mm-hmm. Like you could buy this kit and pour it in your wife's vagina. It makes like a mold of it, yeah, and it then you can have so sex unsafe. with. <laughs> if she's not home, you have the the clone pussy. Well, he probably has done that with your hands. He took pictures and probably took it somewhere and had them fucking three D print some hands. You know, out of some like soft silicone, <laughs> and he can mold them and put them around his shaft and use your hands to jack him off. I bet you that's now, if he, now when he listens to this, he's probably going to get all kind of like he's. If he asks me for like uh, a three D impression of my hand, I'm like, uh, no. We <laughs> don't need it. He's got the pictures because he can just take the pictures and they can scan the picture. <laughs> And then get the measurements from that. That's probably oh, what he did. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's this, they made the hands out of the same shit they make the sex dolls out of. <laughs> so there's some of your hands floating around at his house that he can, you know, bend the finger. Stick he can take your finger and stick it up his butt. <laughs> or two or three or the whole fist <laughs> if he so desires. That's probably what he did. You better watch out. You hear that, Roy P? <laughs> <laughs> I got I, I got I to put the well I got to put the P out because I have a Roy S that listens to me, and we don't want to get Roy S confused. With yeah, Roy, Roy P. S. Uh, Roy P. He definitely has some <laughs> some Iceman hand jack offers. Yeah, I guarantee it. <laughs> you you know what you know what's funny is uh I used to see we I used to see Roy P. More when he lived in Florida than since he's moved to Louisiana. <laughs> I know, right? He moved here, and I haven't fucking seen him since. I mean, he lives way closer, and I see him. I'm like, okay. Like, what the hell, Roy P? Are you spending that much time with your fucking Iceman hand clones? Probably just wearing them out. (laughs) That's probably what he, when he came, he probably on the download got some pictures of your hands. He probably had, like, some shit on his hands where he could get, like, an impression. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's done got your hands. He's doing all kind of nasty shit. He's probably licks on him after he puts him in his butt. <laughs> all kind of shit. Yo, listen to this. Happy Veterans Day, Roy. And those <laughs> Air Force guys, yeah. are, you got to watch them. I'm telling you. <laughs> Roy's a veteran you. also. Has he has he taken, taken pictures of your head and face? I hope not. He might have a whole ice band like sex head. <laughs> He's got his. He's turned your head into. A I, I could be sword. having like gay sex and not even know it. You probably are. He put. He inserted a flashlight in where your mouth is. And had your head 3D printed. God. Probably, and it has his hand, your hands like this on it. Yep. <laughs> like Home Alone. I guarantee. It's like, it's like not long ago, that that sex shop they opened uh, in Denham over there. They had a thing on Facebook. A year ago, blasted out pictures. Some dude went in there and like shoplifted a, a Betty butt or something like that. It's just like the the what looks like a woman doggy style, just the butt area. Yeah, yeah. And then they uh, he shoplifted it that and some lube, and he blasted. He just grabbed it. No, he grabbed it and ran out the door. Uh-huh. It's I'm like, taking this ass with me. I'm like, if they do catch him, I don't think they're going to want their merchandise back. Did they catch him? I don't know if they did. Uh, if you put something well, on that, Marketplace, it's on one a sex doll slightly <laughs> used. Yeah, it's like the ass and the, the, the puss. Yeah. And like a little piece of the, 
the lower back. I've seen them. Yeah, it's like it's, it's, put, the, it's that whole idea. Like you can, they sell like the different porn stars' pussies. I guess they molded them, made. But I, I was talking to April about. It, I was like, it don't. I guarantee you, if I fuck that mold of their pussy <laughs> and I fuck the actual porn stars, not going to feel the same. I, I, it probably won't feel the same. It yeah. looks like it from the outside, mm-hmm. but it's not. It don't like unless you poured that shit all in there. You know, and let it set. I mean, you can't do that. So it's some of them is probably I'd probably just have to stick my head in there and wiggle my ears at the sides. Well, I was say, you probably had to guess to what the inside is like. <laughs> you can't mold the inside. It's just like, I, so I, I, I guess it's supposed to be more of a maybe a you know, yeah. visualization in yeah. your head. Yeah, because I guarantee it, it don't feel like. Yeah, I could probably put like my whole head, like you said, in there. <laughs> And how would anybody be able to like test that theory? I mean, like, I would. Yes, I would. That's it, a good market. Depending on the porn star, I'd be willing to test it for them. Right, but like this one's not so much. This one's all right. No, no, but you're, no. You know, but I got to have the porn star too. Yeah, so right. Test it right. out. So if you bought one, I'm wondering if you could turn around. I'll be a beta tester. How about that? <laughs> Here to test it, test it out. Where's she at? <laughs> If anybody's out there right now, y'all send y'all send uh, Betty butts and stuff to all the veterans that are out of the country. <laughs> oh Lord, they 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 don't they jacking off in a, a Porter John somewhere. <laughs> they don't need those. How many we got? One. Well, we don't have anybody left in Afghanistan. Taliban's got that back or whatever or whatever. Oh yeah, we pulled out that bitch. Motherfuckers were trying to hang on to the side of the plane when they left. Like, don't leave, don't leave. <laughs> Pull, pulled over uh, a Indian, I believe is a Indian uh, guy yesterday. And, uh, what kind of Indian? Dot head. American? No, the dot head Indian. Uh, no, not feather? Not the feather Indian. But he, as I said, it seems like, you know, some of the farm people, I guess, think if they apologize to you over and over again that, that will keep me from writing them a ticket. Well, see, the thing is, the police over there will beat the shit out of them, right? So it's they're just trying to get their ass beat. It's like, oh, so sorry. I'm like, nope, you're fine. It's like but Chinese. I thought you said he was Indian. All my all my farm people sound Chinese. <laughs> No, that, that's the only say. only impression so I have. Yeah, so only sorry. impression I so have sorry. is very so- I'm feeding very sorry. I'm like I thought he was Indian. Maybe yeah, was well, Chinese. all my fo- Matt, if they they can so be sorry. they can be Spanish. It don't matter. I did not know it was going that fast. I'm very sorry. Yeah, it's more like it's kind of like that. But all mine is like oh so sorry. You're speaking English, but <laughs> my just saying that's what I can do. <laughs> like all your uh, foreign people sound the same. Every foreign Where's person. From France. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So sorry. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, it's, it's funny on the cruise. Uh, the, a lot of uh, Filipino uh, workers on the cruise, and the uh, the ladies would always <laughs> say April's name. They're like Miss April. Miss April. All, all sound alike. Miss April. They can say Robert. Miss Mr. Robert. Miss April. 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 I'm like, what? I can't even say it. But their English is much better than my Tagalog. So. For sure. Tagalog? Yeah. I can't even spell that. That's Yeah, that's what they speak in the Philippines. Yeah. So, I mean, I props. They... Their English is way better than what I could speak in their language. I thought they spoke sure. Filipino. No, it's called Tagalog. Get a little cultured. <laughs> That's the one with Spanish influence. Yes. Yeah, so the Philippines were a Spanish territory. And so um, a lot of the, because the Filipino women are very pretty, because um, Spain went over there and fucked everybody, basically. So they don't really look Oriental like other Oriental races. It's It's really, I don't know how to explain it. Just the skin tone, the hair is different mm-hmm. um, because of the Spanish that went over there and fucked everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's let's keep it real. That's what happened. <laughs> Spain was throwing dick back in the day. Well, they're all coming over here now. Well, not to Spain. Oh, that, oh yeah, they definitely. I remember when we went to the Philippines, they're like, look, do not go out there and get married to one of these women because the shit is legal. 
back in America. So you will be married. I'm like, who does that? Who got off they of the got boat drunk. They got drunk. for a week and decided, I'm going to marry this bitch. She tricked them. Oh, but it must have happened. Mama fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you go to the bar and you pick out your girl. You know, then you keep her for the week. But I mean, who's you? Ain't got to marry her. She's you paid for her for the week. Yeah, I, I had a buddy recently. Uh, last six months this past year, yeah, he, uh, he's he's around closer to my age. He's in his late forty, but uh, of course he's single. I guess he's starting to get lonely. Well, he talked about the the mail order bride thing. Mm. Well, he wanted to one of the Russian ones. I told him no. To get you an Asian one, and the Russians are hit or miss. They're not. I mean, sometimes either they're really pretty or they're not so much. Well, I told him to get an Asian one, but he ended up not doing any. But he found out how much it cost, and he found out the return policy was shit. So <laughs> he, he he didn't do it because I mean I think it's like it was right around forty thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean and, you've uh, got to go there for one thing. Yeah. You, you know, have to go gotta, there. The paperwork you've got to file for the visas is not cheap. I mean, it's not a cheap thing. No, and the so, return policy, it's like no return policy. I mean, only thing is if you if you marry a, an Asian woman, don't you have to bring like her whole family with you? You don't have to, but you do. In most of the countries, you have to pay for the privilege to marry the girl. It's like four you or five know, goats. Yeah. I mean, it's, it could be pretty expensive. Um I mean, just find you one that's already here. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to worry about that stuff. Go to California. There's all kind of different countries running around. Yeah. All you got to do is go wait at the border. Somebody eventually come across. (laughs) Just go anywhere there's a a big military base. You'll find a bunch of women from other countries there around the area. Whether you want European, Eastern European, uh, Asian, they're there. You can find them. I knew a guy that was in the the Navy who ended up marrying some, uh, I think, Venezuelan chick or something a long, long time ago. Well, yeah. I was going to say right now, that bitch was yeah. crazy. Well, so, okay, everybody's going to say I'm racist, <laughs> but I'm just pointing out shit I noticed along the way. Um, <laughs> Latin women are really hot when they're young. But they don't usually hold up very well. Well, she was a, usually, she was extremely hot. Exception. Oh, they usually and they are. But they I don't, don't know what she looks like now. We're not friends anymore. But I will tell you one thing: uh, when you bring them over from another country and they don't, they're not paying attention or whatever, and you can really see how hot they are because if you could be out fishing with your friend and his wife, and you turn around, and she done took all her clothes off, and she's laying out buck-ass naked in the boat, and you're like, uh, yeah, I mean, hmm. she might have to. <laughs> what kind of fishing trip is this? Yeah, and then, uh, or you're at the apartment complex, and they call because she she's out there and nothing but a thong because I mean, they have like topless beaches happen. and everything where they come from. It's like, no, you have to put a shirt on over here. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of... Uh, even the, a lot of the European countries are like that. The women, uh, sex is totally different. You know, I remember I went to Sweden on like regular over the air broadcast TV. They were selling dildos like on a, a dildo shopping channel during the day, during the day, middle of the day. <laughs> I'm flipping through the channels like the fuck. Like this ain't cable. This ain't HBO. This is like rabbit ears. The three-year-old could be flipping through trying to find Paw Patrol and come across <laughs> the Dickorama uh, channel. Yeah, I mean they're selling everything. I was like, "Whoa!" I'm like, all right, Sweden, go ahead. Mom, I need that new flashlight they showed on TV for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, the European countries are very progressive when it comes to uh, sex. You know, we over here Except with for Jesus, shaving, so we get, get kind of embarrassed because Jesus don't want you to have sex or talk about it. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Jesus. Poor thing. Uh anyway, we've been going for a while. We just totally that's what happens when I get these these two on. Even though April's been kinda quiet. We we're just going about we started about veterans. 
thank y'all again. And we ended, <laughs> up, we ended up with about we ended up with dildos, pussy toys, flashlights, <laughs> and dildos. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to hit record, so you're gonna have to send me that recording. Put like a Dropbox or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glad I hit, hit record on my end. You got a Dropbox? I don't think so, but I'll figure out how to send it somehow. I'm not, you know, I'm not you, the technology person. Yeah, I mean, I, I have Dropbox. It's just a place where you upload really big files, and then because normally a file that big, you probably won't be able to email it to me. I don't think. No, probably not. I have to zip it or something. Be a couple of gigs. Yeah, you might can, but we'll figure it know. out. I don't know how you got it to me last time. I know we did this before, but I don't remember how. Yeah, yeah sent Bam it. sent it over last time. I don't know how. Yeah, she probably did just it. get her to do it. <laughs> we got to go. Let, let the brains do it. Yeah, we got a. Well, I don't know if y'all know. She's now we have a, a Russian tortoise over here. He got totally distracted. <laughs> I'm so, my daughter was asking me something. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Repeat. I said now we have Bam has herself a Russian tortoise named Stu and a hedgehog. Wait a Russian what? Tortoise. Tortoise. Okay. Yeah, they, it's it's not like the cicadas. They don't get real, real big. And she also has a hedgehog she named Petunia, who is who is a okay. death machine. Okay. At first, I thought you said a Russian toy, and I was like, "Wait, no. what is a Russian toy? No. Like, did she get her a mail order guy? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Tor- tortoise. Right. It's a turtle. Tortoise. It's because okay. tortoises. I, I found I out mean, are not turtles. If that's what you, I mean, it's kind of like a turtle. It yeah. goes in and it pokes well, its head out. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> that what y'all call it? The tortoise? No. The uh, the but I found out <laughs> turtles and tortoises because tortoises don't swim. Turtles oh. swim. But they are amphibious, though, correct? It will get in water to take a bath, but uh, if you, like, dropped it in water, like, like oh. over its head, it's going to drown. Oh, no. <laughs> it can't swim <laughs> at all. Gotcha. It don't, and, y'all, and you said y'all have a porcupine. Yeah, a hedgehog. Yeah, it's, it's like a, to me, a, they like, a hedgehog is to me like the chihuahua of porcupines. <laughs> Is it sticky? Like, it has, yes, it has uh, spikes all over its body except on its belly. The only thing different is they don't shoot the spikes like uh, a porcupine does, but uh, they will make you bleed. So y'all have to wear gloves when you pick it up? She, she, I don't touch the damn thing. It's mean. <laughs> it, snort, really? it snorts at you and stuff. She, <laughs> she holds it all the time. Uh Freebird, she laughs because she says, I'm scared. I just don't feel like it's spiky. Freebird will tell you this, this thing is dangerous. Wow. It, um, Where does it live? It's got its own little habitat here along with <laughs> the tortoise table I built. And, uh, but you got a fucking menagerie over it, there. It's like walking into a pet zoo that you don't want to pet. Between well, the 10 horses y'all got that y'all <laughs> call dogs. Duke the dog was over here, and uh, he wanted to look at Petunia. Well, Petunia balled up and went and spiked him in his nose, and oh. now he hasn't forgotten it. Now he wants to they come out like a porcupine. No, they don't come the out. I mean, the quill can come. They don't shoot out, but it just pokes the hell out of it. But it poked him. Now he wants to kill Petunia, but he don't realize it balls up in this little spiked ball from hell. That I mean, it, it bam stepped on one of the quills that fell out, and it's like she's pulling out her foot and she's bleeding. I mean, I'm like, see, it's dangerous. So it's not nice at all. Like you can't love on it, or oh, she does. It's the only time it's nice is when you're giving it worms, these little meal worms. Yeah. And <laughs> she feeds it so many meal worms. I'm pretty sure it has diabetes. <laughs> why don't y'all get something? Why didn't she get something cute like an otter? Because she thinks it's cute. But it's not. Dad, it's don't like tell it. her that. She thinks she got a monkey. <laughs> you can't have a monkey little... in Louisiana. Who said? Uh, this the is wildlife America. Wildlife and fisheries. I don't uh, give a fuck what they say. <laughs> this is America. I want a monkey. I'm going to get a monkey, God I damn told it. her, I said, all I want is a, uh, my, my camel, Humpy McCumperson. And I haven't gotten that yet. I want a camel. 
Can you get a camel? Are they legal? Yeah. You can buy a baby you can buy a baby one hump camel for about twelve hundred dollars. If they spit. Ah, if you pet on them and stuff they're fucking camels are mean. You talk about mean. Well, camels two, are like assholes. Well, two hump camels are about twelve grand. Wow. Yeah. I don't think it's hot enough here for a camel. Think they would like it here. Well, we had the camel at that truck stop. They got some uh, people not too couple miles from here. They have a that, camel. That camel will bite your nuts. No, that camel got his nuts bitten. That that oh, that that camel. Yankee woman bit her, his nuts to get away. Well, they were in there fucking with it. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. she went in there to get her little dog that she let in there, and she the camel got scared and sat down. It just happened to be on her head. Oh, that's right. Right. Do you know they charged her for cruelty to animals for biting his balls? I mean, how would you like this? How do you plead to camel ball biting? That's gross. Like who? Well, she bit him because she couldn't get. She had to get him off. He was smushing I mean, head. you could have squeezed them or something. You ain't got to take them in your mouth. Could you see if she, she had moved strong? She, he, the camel stood up and it, her head was like stuck in the camel's ass. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> I got a picture of me with that camel. Nasty. That's nasty. Got a picture of me with that poor camel. He's gone now. They gave him away. So, but no, I don't have, uh, I don't have my camel yet. Uh, I wanted a monkey at one time, just like one of them little spider monkeys. I didn't want like no, or you know, chimpanzee or nothing like that. What is capuchin? Capuchin, like the little little bitty. Oh, the little pocket yeah. monkey. Yeah, little yeah. seven pound little monkey. Yeah, like a baby, it's like having a baby forever. Well, I don't know if you remember. Uh, many years ago, they had that woman. I think up in Greenville Springs area had a chimpanzee or something like that. If those can kill you, and, I don't uh, really want to. Yeah. Well, what happened was she had raised it from a kid. Well, she got she was sick, and her friend or something came over to help take care of her. And the chimpanzee got extremely jealous, attacked the woman that came over, and like ate her face off. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's, yeah, that's why you don't get one of those. Well, is that the one that was on Ben? She gave, was giving them benzos and wine and let it sleep in her bed. I'm not sure, but anyway, that's why we got the law in Louisiana where they won't let you have monkeys. Yeah, but just not these monkeys are like literally like hey, they couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't yeah. hurt you. They're yeah. like little babies. All right, everybody. Well, we're gonna thank Robert and April for being here. Boop, boop. And he is, like I said, thank a veteran. Happy Veterans Day. And uh, y'all remember what the day is actually for. It's not for your barbecues and stuff like that. Go have your barbecue and have fun. But also take a minute out at least and uh, or go thank a veteran or something like that. When you see that old man walking around with his hat on that says Vietnam veteran or something, go thank him because uh, they sacrificed a whole lot for the freedoms that we have today or have left today anyway. You know, yeah. Everybody, stay safe. I'm gonna put this one out in a little bit. Stay safe and uh, remember to smile because I could always be behind you. I don't ever slow up. No, I don't take shit. I got no love for the fakeness. If you wanna play toss and wanna hate this, although we show up. I don't ever slow up. No, I don't take shit. I got no love. If you wanna play tough and wanna hate on